pre-game. The Bulldogs Chief Executive Amit Baines is with us in the box. Amit, great to have you on AFL Nation. Thanks for having me, Jared. We were just talk- talking the dogs with that sort of emotional call with Jono. Are you just living the frustrations of the moment of striving to become the team that you aspire to be and grab that place in the top four in the last two weeks have been rather agonising on that front? Yeah, I think you've summed it up well. I think the, the positive coming out of it, and I suppose leading into tonight, is we feel we're playing really well, and it's been a good couple of months, but the last two weeks in particular haven't finished off our work, and last week it wasn't just the goal kicking, probably some of the field kicking that resulted in turnover goals as well. Should you be ready to be that top four team? Oh, I think we, as you say, rightly aspire to be that, given the, the talent that we have and the capabilities that we feel we have, so... Absolutely. Um, they're games that we need to, to win. We didn't get it done, and tonight's a, a huge uh, challenge and opportunity. Big night, big night, big weekend as well. A meet celebrating 140 years of, of the footy club. It's, it's massive. Yeah, tomorrow night, the Hall of Fame. So, you know, a, a wonderful opportunity to induct uh, a few more, we know, worthy recipients and elevate others into legend status. So um, a wonderful weekend for the footy club and hoping to get the, the weekend started right tonight. Do you do you pick games for Hall of Fame nights to be held after, sort of maximising your chance for a win? Um, <laughs> I think if you could predict that, you'd be a genius. I think the way it works in practice is finding a, a Friday night game that you can then have a function on the okay. Saturday night, and it appeases uh, Bevo and Chris Grant from a scheduling perspective. Now, speaking of Bevo and, and Granny, they must be happy. In fact, the players must be just out of their skin this week. The fact they'll back at the Witten Oval, back on this pristine deck that I've heard about for the last six weeks. Oh, they have been in, in our AFLW program as well. We've just been quick to warn them that this week will be as good as it gets from here on in, given no one's been on it for about eight months. But certainly, um, not only given the players a lift, but I reckon the staff at the club as well, just being able to go outside on the balcony and watch training again, you know, you get that feel that you're a, a football club. I went and saw my old uh, club doctor, Jake Landsberger, who works in Droop Street, uh, <laughs> Bulldog Land, and uh, went past the Bulldogs, um, the Witten Oval on, uh, what was it, Wednesday or Tuesday to get my flu shot. There's a lot of building going on. It's going to be an awesome precinct. Yeah, it's uh, it's transformational is the way we describe yeah. it, Jerry. But as, as you saw, you know, some of those structures are, are really significant, the indoor training yeah. field. Um, you know, that's almost 50 metres long, 40 metres across and 13 metres high. So you can envisage that structure and even the lights. Um, you know, our, our old light towers at Witten Oval yep, were yep. about 23 metres and the new ones are 55. So, yep, definitely uh, visible from the Westgate now. That's why it's important, isn't it, Jared, to celebrate these moments oh, like absolutely. 140 years because you look back at what it was. It wasn't that long ago. 25 years ago, ago, it was you completely... You part for the spa, John. Yeah. You couldn't get the spa <laughs> yeah, going for about right. six months. We, you know, there were, there were a lot of things going on. We were having our ice bars in kiddie pools. You know, things like that, that now the players get the, the luxury of just a, elite facilities. Uh, it's fantastic. And, you know, all of our players and staff are very grateful. I think the stories that, you know, Granny and even Darcy, who's on our board, share where, you know, whoever got to, to uh, training first had to sweep the rats out of the weights room. Um, so whether they're embellishing that or not, I think... No, no, it was true. I was there. <laughs> it happened. Certainly gives the players and staff a sense of perspective as well. Have you kept the old coach's box on probably what's now known as the Doug Hawkins wing? For heritage reasons, that one used to have to climb up a ladder that uh, right now would be... Mick <laughs> Mouldhouses. Well, right now you wouldn't be able to get near it for uh, safety reasons. No, long long demolished, Long Jared. demolished. It's been a while since I've been there. Sam Darcy can't take you a trip. Can he, he get it? Well, it could have been a penthouse. Uh, no, look, disappointing. Um, 
you know, second game back for Sam. Had a really good game. Mm. Um, probably a little bit symptomatic of the senior team. Kicked 1-5, but had a really strong presence. And trained on Monday and reported some soreness in his jaw still and went off and got a scan and unfortunately had a small fracture. So he won't resume until after the bye. But the poor kid's finding different ways to, to injure himself at the moment. <laughs> Can I ask you about uh, the whereabouts? I put an APB out for him the other day. Couldn't <laughs> find him anywhere. Buka Kamas. Right, we saw him play here early last year, and he was superb off the half-back flank. And I know not you're not the coach, but, jeez, uh, a talent not to be getting some sort of look in. Yeah, look, he's, he's had some really strong form at VFL level as well. Played predominantly forward this year okay. um, in a VFL sense. I think we've had um, two or three positional changes this year that's sort of shuffled it um, a little bit, and players are finding their feet a bit. Obviously, Josh Bruce is the other one that changed ends of the ground and back in the team today. But, yeah, it's been a little bit hard for, for him um, and a couple of others to get in. There are some changes this week, obviously, that have given some opportunities to, to some guys that have been toiling, like Riley West. So, hopefully, Buku's opportunity is not too far away. Was Caleb Poulter not far away? With, with Ed Richards being out and, and, obviously, JJ with his hamstring as well, was, was Poulter one that was close from what your discussions would have been internally? Um, look, I wasn't in the, the match committee meeting this week, but I think there, you know, certainly um, Hayden Crozier, who's an emergency tonight, course, and yep. Luke Cleary, uh, another young player who's played really well at VFL level, probably ahead for the, the halfback position at yep. the moment. The, you'll play a big role in setting the top end of the market for a Ruckman Amit in the near future with the Tim English contract. There was the report out of the West today, which... Who's, who's to say, but $5 million for, f for five years, uh, Geelong's bid for Sean Darcy. What, what would the top end for the best ruckman in the competition be? Yeah, look, I think it's a, a difficult one to answer definitively only because it depends on the overall cap space that the club that's acquiring that player has or the club that's keeping that player has. But um, we know with Tim, he's been outstanding this year and... Um, we do have some bias, but I think he'll be in front in the All-Australian Stakes, out of contract next year, and um, no doubt Sam Power and the team have got a bit of work <laughs> to do to, to, to get that done. But in saying that, Tim's, you know, really loving um, the club and his teammates at the moment, and, you know, it's, it's no wonder that he's playing the way he is. He's just really settled and happy. So could the best ruckman in the competition command a million dollars? I think it's conceivable. Look, I, again, I don't know what the numbers were, but all the media reports at the time suggested that Brodie Grundy was around that mark um, already. So if that's happened once before, then clearly can happen again. But it actually got Collingwood into a lot of trouble, and therefore they had to move him on. So the, the, I guess the overall question is, and you've arguably got the best player in the, grand, on, in, in the competition in the bond. How much can you pay these guys before you rob yourself a chance of playing in a premiership. Yeah, and, and that's that's not only the question, but that's the answer. It's the, the delicate balance. And, yeah. you know, for us, Sam Power um, does a wonderful job in that space because you ultimately need to keep them all. You're not winning yeah. a premiership off one, two, three, four players. And I think history will show that, you know, last year's premier, a great example, Geelong, that no yeah. doubt there are players playing there that are under market value, but they do it for a range of reasons and success is up there. Yeah. Halfway mark of the season, Amit, what's your overall assessment? Yeah, of us specifically? Yeah, yes. yeah, I think, you know, we obviously started the year in a disappointing fashion, the Melbourne game, the St Kilda game in particular, and that was a big inflection point for us. And um, coming off better form ahead of this game, but, um, you know, Jared and I have spoken about that uh, previously around that Brisbane game being, you know, a just get it done sort of night. Mm. And, um, tonight's not necessarily quite that way, but but not far off in terms of just playing a really outstanding opponent. Um, 
you know, blown a couple of opportunities and just need to get the, the win right. But I think by and large, the last 10 weeks, we played really good footy. The only other loss we had in that period was um, ironically to Port. And, you know, we led with about 10 minutes to go, but they were a bit stronger at the end and we didn't quite get it done. So I think overall, we're, we're really pleased with how the season's unfolded. It's just the frustration of not taking the chances that were in front of us the last two weeks. Is it odd in the season? So we're only eight rounds on from when you first played Port to be playing them again? <laughs> oh, it is. It is. And, and then you look at some of the opponents that you haven't played yet. Um, and it's not a, um, a statement on wanting to play them or anything. But West Coast, we don't play till the second last game of the year. So, um, yeah, they're the vagaries of the, the fixture at different times. And you just play who's in front of you. But in some ways, tonight is, is a wonderful test for us, given the last two weeks and the form that Port's in. That's a theory. It wouldn't be the worst idea to play everybody once and then double up with it. <laughs> well, they'd have to. They, we, we won't complain because we don't have the ill game that gets fixtured in every year. Take them off everyone else and happily subscribe <laughs> to that theory, Jared. Amit, good to have you here. Good luck for tonight. Thanks, gents. Amit Baines is the Western Bulldogs chief executive. He's here ahead of the match against Port Adelaide. So it's the Bulldogs' home game. And Port, uh, they met in round five. It was gather round in driving rain at Adelaide the power in the last quarter with a surge to win by 14 points. This is our pre-game show for Beaumont Tiles Trade, providing specialist advice for Tiles.